Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, everybody got back from the Hamptons and P-Town and wherever they were over the holiday weekend, and they decided to release all of the press releases on Wednesday. There is a ton of news, so I'm not going to worry about any banter here. We are just going to remind you to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. We're going to be launching all of our new stuff starting on Monday, September 11th. We will talk about that um, on tomorrow's episode. We want to uh, get you all involved in our first Patreon exclusive episode, so we will talk about that tomorrow. But let's dive in to the news and I could have started in any number of places, but I'm going to start over at the Helen Hayes Theater, where an incredible conglomeration of stars are going to be bringing the world premiere production of Paula Vogel's new play, Mother Play, to Broadway this coming spring. The cast will be led by Oscar, Emmy, and Tony Award winner Jessica Lange. It will also feature Emmy Award winner Jim Parsons and Tony Award winner Celia Keenan-Bolger. The show Mother Play will begin performances on April 2nd with an opening night on April 25th. The production will be directed by the great Tina Landau and the plot description reads thusly. It's 1962 just outside of DC and matriarch Phyllis is supervising her teenage children, Carl and Martha, as they move into a new apartment. Phyllis has strong ideas about what her children need to do and be to succeed and woe be the child who finds their own path. Bolstered by gin and cigarettes, the family endures, or survives, the changing world around them. Blending flares of imaginative theatricality, surreal farce, and deep tenderness, this beautiful roller coaster ride reveals timeless truths of love, family, and forgiveness. Grace, I thought at some point Celia Keenan Bolger said she was done playing teenagers and children and she was ready to play adults. Uh, apparently, for a, for a world premiere of a Paula Vogel show, she was willing to go back on that. But I mean, I, I don't know if you told me Paula Vogel, Tina Landau, Jessica Lang, Celia Keenan Bolger, and Jim Parsons that I would have believed you. I thought that could have just been a fever dream because it seemed like an absolutely perfect grouping of talent to bring a new show to Broadway. It's really, it's really astounding. And also like all of these actors have like held their own on stage previously, um, mm-hmm. besides being huge, you know, television film stars. Um, so it's a really great combination of everybody saying, Hey, strike, we're still going to act. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested and obviously increasingly, increasingly excited by Paula Vogel's return to the stage in this capacity. And, um, Tina Landau. I mean, I just, it's an incredible group of people. So, um, especially like two women at the helm of it. So, um, really, really thrilled to see what this is. There were a lot of jokes on social media about mother, uh, and the whole mother and daddy thing, whether you're talking about Jessica Lang or Celia Keenan Bolger, I feel like depending on your specific demographic, either one could be appropriate there. In other potentially strike-related Broadway casting news, yesterday we found out that the great Emmy Award nominee Titus Burgess will be coming back to Broadway for the first time in 14 years, if you believe that. He will be taking over the role of Harold Zidler in Moulin Rouge for a limited run from October 10th through December 17th. The current Zidler, Eric Anderson, will depart the show and will resume on December 19th at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. They put out a very fun little social media video clip of Titus Burgess doing 
one of those uh, signature Zidler lines about welcome chickens and everything. So, you know, if they want to throw Jane Krakowski, you were talking uh, about her the other day, Grace, if they want to throw her in as either Satine or Nini, like I'm totally fine with that as well. She's very Nini. Um, I think it's a perfect track for her. I also just want to say that they did just do the that like universe show at Audible's Manetta Lane Theater yeah. recently. So Titus has been back in the city. He was hosting the um, Broadway Playbill Pride event. Yep. Um, and it was really, really lovely. He's amazing. And I think that it's really smart for them to, to throw him in here. And I think that he's going to kill it. My question is, instead of absinthe, will they sell peanuts? That's a very good uh, Kimmy Schmidt reference there. Uh, Love that one. Well done. The second one of the week. I just want to say that. That's That's pretty embarrassing for me. I mean, let's be honest. Like, who else from Kimmy Schmidt can we get on Broadway? We've got Sarah Chase uh, going to Paper Mill. We've got Titus. We We did have, I mean, uh, the Peter Plan goes wrong. She just did it. Oh, that's right. Ellie Kemper was just did it on Broadway. That's right. So we've got them. Let's get. Tina Fey, let's get John Hamm, let's get Carol Kane back on Broadway. There's a lot of other folks that we could get in there. Yeah, we won't be stopped. Uh, All right, so here's a story, Grace, that we teased yesterday that I'm honestly, I'm a little disappointed with, if I'm being completely frank with you. We got word officially on Wednesday that the pro tape of Waitress will be coming to us later this year, but it will be coming to movie theaters for just five days only beginning on December 7th. It'll be through Bleecker Street Film Studio and Fathom Events. They have not released the schedules or what theaters it will be available in, but we've seen Fathom Events of Broadway captures before. Um, Going back to, I think Allegiance was probably the last one. They also did all the way back in the day, Memphis, they they did the the last, last anniversary concert with one of the Jonas Brothers of Les Mis. Um, they've also done, I don't know if they were technically involved with Newsies or not, but we've seen a lot of these. Um, I was, you know, this is great. And I'm going to absolutely love seeing it on screen, but I'm a little worried that that means that like after those days are over, it's we're not going to be able to see it anymore. Um, of course, they can always bring it back. We know that Allegiance has like come back many, many times over the years to be in theaters. And I think it's actually proven to be the, the highest grossing thing in Fathom Events history. And it could end up on streaming services. Bleecker Street has a, a a deal with Showtime that a lot of the films that they distribute end up on Showtime, which you can now get on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I don't know how that works with like these Fathom event things. So there is a possibility that can end up there. Could They could distribute it to other streaming services in the future as well. But I'm a little worried that this might be in theaters this December, Grace, and then might end up in the vault somewhere and we might not see it again for a while. I'm not. Okay, good. Um, I think that they have to make some money. They have to make money um, in order to sell this to a streaming service. Um, it, it's it's kind of crucial that they have a box office moment um, for this particular piece. And so it makes sense that they're like, look, we can make a deal for five days. Like they're not sure, right? Um, I think it's going to have really great potential for future pro shots to do something like this. I think it's really smart, but I don't think that that's the end for this particular IP. And I think that it provides a great opportunity for you know, fans of Sarah around the country that maybe never got to see Waitress at all to see this in the movie theaters, to take your mom, to bring your group, to bring your girls back to the movie theater. It's working, um, especially like proven by Barbie. Like, I think that there's a lot of people that are eager to get back into the movie theaters if they are, if they feel so safe, you know what I mean? Um, Cause I know a lot of people are 
returning to the movie theaters, but they're masked and like, great, you know? So I think that, um, I, I think it's really smart and I think it's something they have to do. I don't think that's the end for the road for a waitress at all. That's that, I'm glad that you're optimistic about that. I was talking with a friend on Wednesday and we said maybe they just didn't get the Weislers didn't get the money that they wanted from a streaming service. So they decided to go this route in order to show how popular that this title can be. And so if it does really well during the Fathom events, that might up the amount of money they're able to charge a streaming service or a studio or a cable network or something. Um, the next round, I just, I, I just know that that'll probably mean it'll probably take a little while. So like, I won't be able to like stream it on a loop, a Christmas story style throughout the holidays, but I will definitely be checking it out probably multiple times once it's in theaters with Fathom events later this year. All right, Grace, a story that I'm sure that you are very excited about for personal reasons. Yesterday, the national tour of Company announced its complete cast. We already knew that Brittany Coleman was going to be playing Bobby, but they have announced the entire rest of the cast. Not nearly as many big names as the Broadway production, of course, but the one of the biggest ones is Judy McLean will be playing Joanne. She has been a stalwart on Broadway doing many, many years of Mamma Mia. Matt Bittner will be playing David. James Earl Jones II will be playing Harry. You now, just to be clear, that is not the son of the James Earl Jones that has a theater named after him. It's actually his cousin. So always uh, interesting to keep that in mind. Javier Ignacio is playing Peter. Um, Der- Derek Davis is playing Larry. Emma Stratton is playing Jenny. In the role that won Matt Doyle a Tony Award, the role of Jamie is being played by Matt Roden, who I think a lot of people um, around the industry know. And then Grace, your friend, Marina Kondo, is playing Susan. Very excited about that. Um, I've already got a ticket to see it in Tampa because it's not coming to here to Orlando. So I might have to go and buy another ticket because I think this is a, a very fun cast to be touring the country with this show that I absolutely loved. I will say, obviously, I'm over the freaking moon um, for Marina. I literally just texted her while we were recording this um, to say, oh, my God, we get to say her name. Um, But if you uh, remember that role, she will be covering Bobby as well. So Mm -hmm. if you are so lucky to get a little piece of white paper falling out of your playbill around the country and you see Marina Kondo's name, you're in for a treat. I, for one, am very excited for Japanese-American Bobby. I don't know if and when I will see that, but I will. Um, And the other is that Catherine Allison... uh, came into the second uh, run of company on Broadway as a kind of like a universal swing. She is incredible. I met her doing Aladdin. She's awesome. So the fact that she's joining the company of company um, in a principal role as well is also really exciting. She's a phenomenal performer and you can check out her music, but I'm just giving that plug as well as, and if you're interested in like TikTok of it all, Matt Roden's uh, Mm -hmm. TikTok presence is incredible and he's a great songwriter as well. So he will also be playing concerts. I'm sure of it around the concert uh, around the the company tour as well so just saying there's a shit ton of talent and they are so lucky and this is great so i can't wait to see it yeah very very cool Uh, all right grace this is a story that i don't think we broke the story but we certainly talked about it before the press release came out because on yesterday's show we talked about the at least the principal company of the paper mill playhouse's production of the great gatsby we told you we already knew obviously jeremy jordan and even noble zada were going to be in it but we told you about Stanley W. Mathis, Samantha Polly, uh, Noah J. Ricketts, Paul Witte, uh, John Androshky, and other, and of course, Sarah Chase that we mentioned earlier. Um, but there were some other interesting names that joined the production in some, and mainly on someone I'm assuming understudy and standby roles. Another former uh, frozen friend of yours, Austin Colby, will be in the company, and the always fantastic Katie Weber uh, is in there as well. So if you want to check out the entire company 
of the Paper Mill Playhouse version of The Great Gatsby, you can do that in the show notes. All right, heading uh, to another, yet another casting announcement that came out yesterday. This one comes to us from the MCC Theater, and this is additional casting to the world premiere of Walk On Through, Confessions of a Museum Novice, which is written and performed by Gavin Creel. We already knew that it was going to be directed by Linda Goodrich, but joining the production will be Sasha Allen, Madison Benson, Chris Peters, Ryan Vasquez and Scott Wasserman. Is Ryan Vasquez just in every show now? Is he is he the one that's in like the notebook and is in another show? Yeah. Is that okay. Yes, he's done all of those out of towns. I guess uh, you know what? Take the money and run. I mean, he was in another MCC show. He was in the wrong man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was one of the covers. And I think that um so it, it makes sense that he's returning to a place he loves. Uh, but yeah, I'm also increasingly uh concerned for his schedule. Yeah, especially because, like you said, he was in a lot of -of out-of-town tryouts, and who knows which one's coming. I don't think any of those will conflict with this, because performances begin at MCC on November 13th, and they are scheduled to run through December 10th, potentially with some extensions there. But anything that MCC does is always great, and especially with a cast like this, it seems like this will be a lot of fun. All right, Grace, uh, we've had a lot of news today, and there's one other thing I want to talk about, so I'm just going to kind of run through the Broadway grosses fairly quickly. Last week, they were down two shows across the board because of the closings of Goodnight Oscar and Almago Pop, so there were only 23 shows on Broadway last week, which is super, super low. I'm, I'm a, you know, We've talked about how concerning that is, but as we said, throughout September, more shows will be picking up. In total, the Broadway grosses were down 4% to $26,027,346. 209,122 people saw a show on Broadway last week. Overall, Funny Girl in its final week on Broadway closed at the August Wilson Theater with $2,137,057 overall. Lion King was in second at 2.08. Hamilton is at 1.9. Wicked was at 1.7. And Sweeney Todd was at 1.67 with just seven performances. Rounding out the shows north of seven figures were MJ, Aladdin, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Moulin Rouge, Back to the Future, and Juliet and the Book of Mormon. Every show on Broadway last week played to more than 70% capacity, except for A Beautiful Noise, which was just at 68 and a half. So... Not terrible for anybody, uh, also not necessarily great for a ton because Hamilton was the only show that played uh, above its capacity at 100.7%. All right, Grace, let's wrap up. We had talked about this when it was announced, but yesterday the upcoming Broadway production of How to Dance in Ohio released its four-track EP. It is available now anywhere that you can stream music. I've not had a chance to listen to this yet, Grace, have you? I haven't. I've only gotten to hear um, one of the songs uh, because it's been like part of their like, you know, social campaigns Mm -hmm. of it all. Because this is such a brand new musical, I really want to see all of it in context and I want to see it um, all together. So I'm going to hold I'm going to hold out. But I think it's really smart and exciting. So I don't want to poo poo uh, releasing tracks. I think it's really great and it builds the buzz. And I think that when the music is good and the performances are great, like why not release some of that? It gets people amped, um, it gets them to buy tickets. So I'm very supportive, but I personally will be abstaining so that I can see it all together. That's interesting. So do you generally prefer to go in yes. not hearing the music? See, I'm, I'm if I'm, I have access, 
I, but I'm very privileged that I live in New York city and that I do get access to shows. So I get to see them pretty quickly. But if I did not live here and if I were back in Georgia, I of course would immediately be springing to, to listen to these cast recordings ahead of time. Um, and cast recordings are how, you know, we've, we've talked about the heart and soul of the theater community and all that. Um, and the YouTube generation of it all too. So, um, I know that's really important, but I, I personally don't do it. That's interesting. Cause I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. For me, I'm often worried that I'm going to miss something. So like, I want to be prepared. So like, I, I don't screw it up and like lessen my experience because I wasn't able to pick up something on the first go around increasingly though, because you know, while I don't live in New York city, I am fairly fortunate to be able to see a lot of the new shows because of when I time my trips early on in their run. So a lot of times there just aren't cast albums, but I haven't thought about what I was going to do with this one, but it is certainly something to, uh, to think about. And I think it's both, both approaches are valid. It just depends on if you like the surprise or if you are absolutely terrified of the surprise and, and, and worry that you might miss something, but how to dance in Ohio begins performances at the Belasco theater on November 15th and will open on December 10th. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 